Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, July 19, 2020. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. We ask you to please wear a face covering and maintain social distancing while here at worship. For those of you who do not feel comfortable yet attending church or have underlying health concerns, we would like to remind you that our podcast will still be available on the website, www.providencepc-altoona.org. Due to difficulties, the podcast will be unavailable by telephone at this time. Instead of the ushers passing the collection plates during the service, there are two collection boxes located on the registers in the back of the sanctuary to place your offering. If you prefer, you may mail your offering to the church office. We thank those of you who are financially able to support the church at this time. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current in paying church expenses. Anyone who has any kind of need, groceries, financial, or otherwise, please contact the church office and we will see what we can do to help meet your needs. We are happy to have Miss Allison Hollingsworth fill our pulpit today. Allison is a recent graduate at Altoona High School and a member of our congregation. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude. Thank you. 
Come, let us sing praises to our God. Let us rejoice before the Lord our Maker. For God has given us all good things, and He is pleased with our thanksgiving. Let us worship God. Our Father in heaven, whose mercies are new every morning, we ask for a special measure of grace for this day. We ask that burdens may be lifted, that bodies may be healed, that the lonely may find compassion, that speaker seekers may find the truth, that achievers may find satisfaction, and that anxious may find peace. Amen. God of love, in the wrong we have done, and in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned in weakness, we have sinned through our own deliberate fault. We are sincerely sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us and renew our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. So today I'm going to read um, Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. This is the parable of the lost son. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, 
I want my share of your estate now, before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this young, younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there, he wasted all his money in wild living. At the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into, the, into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked so good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of a safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you've told me to. And at all that time you never gave me even one goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. For those of you who know me, um, I have been coming to this church since I was a baby. And I have learned so much through the years, um, through vacation Bible school, uh, Sunday school, um, and everything else, and sermons. And starting in ninth grade, I started becoming more involved in my faith. Um, I started this organization, um, going to this organization called Young Life. And for those of you who don't know what Young Life is, it's an organization where high school students um, are invited to hear about the message of Jesus and hear about the miracles that he performed and hear about God's love for us. And in Young Life, we there's camp. Um, and it's when we go away for a whole week with um, kids in our area and we go away, we have no phones, and we are with around five to seven hundred other kids from all different areas, 
all over the U.S. and sometimes Canada. Um, and we meet all of these crazy new people that are so much fun. And in ninth grade, I went for my first time to this camp. And during the week, um, we learned about the message of Jesus and how he performed all of these miracles and what he did for the world. And then in the middle of the week, we learned that Jesus died for our sins on the cross. He died a horrible death for us. And that God loved us so much that he gave Jesus to us. And we crucified him to save us from our sins. And then towards the end of the week, we learned that God did that for us. And God's love is no match for anyone else's love. And so at that point, my I just felt so much joy that I was like, I'm going to accept God into my life. And so by the end of the week, I committed my life to Christ. And so far, it's been the best thing ever in my life. There have been times where I've let God down, but... I know God is always with me. So in the story, I love this story because it describes how a lot of a, how a lot of people feel that we don't have that we aren't patient with God's love and God's grace and we want things immediately. We don't want to wait for things. We we don't want to wait years for this. Um, we want it now. And this son, he, he wanted his inheritance. He was like, he was like, this life is not fun. I don't want to work on, I don't want to work in the farm. I don't want to like work for my father. I don't want to do that. I know I'm going to get an inheritance whenever he dies. So might as well just ask him now for it. So when he asked his, when he asked his father, Hey, can I have my inheritance now? His father, obviously eager to please his son says, yeah, here you go. And so the son goes off, he parties, he lives the wildlife, he, he goes crazy with his money. But he soon realizes that money doesn't last, and happiness with money doesn't last. And a famine swept over, and he was starving because he had no money for, no, for food. And he got a job, and he was feeding pigs, and pigs eat garbage, they eat the scraps of food from everybody else. And he was so hungry and he was so starved that that food looked so good to him to eat. And so he realized this and he was like, wow, the servants at my home get better, better treatment than this. And so he comes up with this. He's like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to say to my father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. Take me as a hired servant. He didn't even ask to take him back as a son. He asked to take him back as a servant because he knew he wasn't worthy of being a son to him anymore. And so when his father saw him coming, his father was like, oh my gosh, my son has returned. This is awesome. So he ran up to him. He gave him a huge embrace of a loving father and was like, get him a robe, his rings back, his sandals, and give him a feast with the cow, calf that we have been fattening. 
for my son was dead and now he's come back to life for he was lost and now he is found. And that's the crazy part because when we are lost, we drift apart from God. And um, I, I heard this at Young Life and they, this is how they describe our relationship with God. Um, that when soldiers used to shake each other's hands, um, they used to grab the forearms and shake each other's hands that way. And so that's how God, God and us shake hands. And that's how God and us make a deal. Hey, be like, hey, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you in my life, God. And so God and I make a deal and we shake hands just like the soldiers used to, forearm, forearm. And then throughout our lives, yeah, we're going we're gonna to sin. We're going to go off the beaten path. Um, so we're going to let go of God. And we're going to go in the opposite direction. We're going to go to the partying side. We're going we're gonna to go just exactly like this son did. We're going to go off. We're not going to be uh, in the right path. Um, and we're going to just go crazy. But the funny thing is, and the craziest part, is that once we know and commit our lives to Christ, God and Jesus don't let go. God stays connected to us. He stays in this embrace. And that is wild to me because I know in my life, oh my gosh, I have done so much wrong and I have done so many things that I can't even describe. And I've, to I've 100% drifted from God. But the crazy thing is, God hasn't left my life. God has not let go of my arm. And God has not drifted away from me, even though I have drifted away from him. And so, whenever you want that relationship back, all you have to do is say, hey God, I have done so much wrong. I have messed up. I have, I have sinned against you. And I have sinned against heaven. And I know I don't deserve a second chance. Or a third or a fourth. But God, I really need you in my life. And God takes us back because he never wants let go. And that is the craziest thing. And so, um, my other favorite part of this is, is the older brother um, because he has spent all of this time working in the fields with his father, for his father. He has done all of this stuff for his father. And he has not once gotten a feast for his friends or for him. And he's kind of jealous. He's like, well, what about me? He's like, what about me? Like, I, I've been here for you all this time. I have done nothing wrong. I have not drifted away from you. I have not gone. I have not asked for my inheritance early. And... But the father explains it and is like, son, this is a great time because I know you have always been with me. You have never once refused to do a single thing. And you've always stayed by my side. And I, everything I have is yours also. But this son, he drifted away and I gave him everything I had, but he left. 
But now he's returned. He's come home because he realized his mistake. And I love that so much because even though we go adrift or we leave, God always loves us no matter what. That's the craziest thing to me. Amen. Thanks be to God. Please join me in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. It is good to be able to come into your house and have this time to put aside the cares of life and the busyness of living. We are busy hurrying about, planning, preparing, fixing, organizing, and worrying about how everything is going to turn out. Even while we are here in church, those thoughts tend to drown out your voice and what you want to say to us. We do want to hear from you because we need to know again and anew today that you are there and that you know us and where we are in our walk with you. For some here today, this present moment is filled with heartache or disappointment and their circumstances may be filled with reasons for sadness or sorrow. They need you and they need us and the comfort of being in fellowship with you and with each other. We do receive uplift and encouragement from being there in your house. Help us to be sensitive to the needs of our brothers and sisters and speak a word of encouragement. We do care about each other and we want to show it. Guide us in this time of shadows. Keep us from despair when we see that there is no peace in our cities and no security in our country. Lift our eyes toward you that we may see your face shining on us and walk in your light. We pray for the leaders of our nation today that the many important and critical situations they face. Give wisdom to our president and the cabinet members and the men and women in Congress. We pray for our military personnel stationed around the world and especially those in Iraq and Afghanistan. We know they face dangers and the possibility of death day after day. We live in a dangerous and uncertain world, but we pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for our church 
and for all our leaders as we seek your guidance and your direction for us as a church. We want to be faithful to the sacred trust you have given to us. It is both a privilege and an awesome responsibility. There are so many among us today with special needs in their lives and who need your special touch and reassurance right now. There are numerous physical problems and we do not understand why these things come into our lives. We are tempted to question you and our faith is tested, sometimes to the limit. We pray that their faith will not fail during these days. Some have family and relationship problems. They need special grace to see them through, bring healing and reconciliation to their lives and their families. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever. Amen. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen.